Do you spend all of your time building and maintaining your business so that you achieve the success you envision? Do you feel frustrated, unfulfilled, and have a loss or disconnect from your creative flow? Are you a conscious leader that is ready for change when it comes to society's views on money, wealth, relationships, and what prosperity truly means? If so, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provoking Prosperity Podcast. I am your host, Miranda Mitchell. I am a 2-4 manager who is here to empower and equip you to step out of the box of social norms, guide you into using your voice for inspiration and impact, and support you in finding what prosperity means for you so that you have the business and life that fulfills you. So grab that cup of coffee, get comfy, and get ready to hear the heartwarming and heart-wrenching personal stories, all things human design and jinkies, plus tangible practices that you can implement right now for your personal and business growth. Hello, beautiful souls. This is Miranda with the Provoking Prosperity podcast. And today I am going to be diving into some teaching aspects for you. So please have your human design body graph chart ready. If you do not have your chart, you can go to my website, which is miranda-mitchell.com and click on the button that says, get it and enter in your birth date, your birth time, and your birth place. This will ensure that you have your chart in front of you, and I run these charts by hand right now. Eventually, I will not be doing that, and it will be all automated. That's in the works, but right now, I do run these charts personally, and then I will send them to you with a video on your type and your strategy, as well as a little information about your type. If you're just getting the chart, there are a few podcasts that I have done and I will put them in the show notes so that you have them outlined for you. These are done to help support you in diving into your chart a little bit by yourself. And the reason I do that is because when people originally get the chart, it looks a little overwhelming. There are a lot of shapes and colors and lines and half lines and words and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And a lot of people get nervous because because it has a lot and it can go in depth. But the way that I have incorporated human design for my own personal awareness and growth and the way that I do this with others is not an all and everything at one time. It really is about learning how to integrate it and have the awareness to use these certain practices or awarenesses as far as your strategy when things come up for you that are difficult in life or even when you start to notice when things become easier. It is that time and that space in between those times where you get to embody it and you get to acknowledge it and be aware of it. So many people are stuck in the momentum of doing all the things, knowing all the things, being all the things for everyone else and for themselves. And there is not a lot of time and space in the day to be able to sit back and ask yourself, wow, I had this awareness that I was triggered when someone told me that I should do something. Usually what would happen, or this is what I've experienced, so maybe it is what you've experienced or continue to experience. When a trigger comes up, like someone tells me, oh, you should do that, or why don't you do that? And there's a trigger of resistance that shows up 
where it's like, hmm, you know what? I don't really like the feeling that I am feeling with someone projecting onto me what I should or shouldn't do based on their opinions and their experiences and what their beliefs are. Most of the time what happens is this happens, either someone ignores it, they just recognize it in the moment, but they're too busy and they just push it down. Or sometimes people follow it because they feel like other people's opinions and beliefs and experiences have more impact than theirs. Yes, we are all here to learn, but it's not through taking other people's word for it. It is about recognizing something, asking yourself, how does it feel to you? And then making the conscious choice of choosing to do it or not not to do it. And then it is up to you. It is not because someone is telling you should, but it is really about the awareness of what is happening. And that is what human design really gives you is when you take the time to do this, you start to recognize when something doesn't feel right to you. You start to recognize when someone is shooting you or projecting things onto you. And you start to recognize when you are people pleasing not with judgment. There's no judgment here. It is all about the recognition and the acknowledgement of, oh, wow, I didn't realize I did this. What else have I done in my life that I have done in this way? Who would I be or who am I truly if I was not people-pleasing or if I was not just taking other people's perspectives and ideas as gold? Who would I be? And that is what going into layers of the human design chart does because within human design, there are aspects of quantum mechanics. There are aspects of astrology. There are aspects of the Chinese I Ching. There are aspects of the tree of life. And it is tuning in one or two at a time and slowing down enough to ask you these questions or ask yourself these questions so you recognize your pattern. So you recognize when you are not being authentic. So you recognize and slow down enough to be able to make a different choice. That's what the human design does for you. So I have gone over these aspects before, but I have learned it is truly, truly through repetition. Sometimes you will hear something from a, another coach or another guide or human design expert or Gene Keys guide or someone that has been dibbling and dabbling into human design. Sometimes you'll hear something one time from them and it doesn't make sense or it does make sense. And then sometimes you'll hear it another time for another person and all of a sudden it makes more sense. There are a couple reasons that is. First of all, we all have our own energy. So it depends on who the individual is being as they're expressing their knowledge in human design. It is also dependent upon who are you being in that moment, who you both are together and the energies of when you come together, where you're at in life as far as deconditioning, becoming aware of who you are, what has experienced or what has happened during that day, how much sleep has occurred, how much studies you have done. If you're in an open mindset, there are so many different layers and aspects that fall into each moment of the time, of the day, of your learning experience. So you may hear one thing that I have said about human design and the types in a previous podcast and it may have made sense or may have may not, maybe it didn't make sense. And then today I go into it again and then it clicks. So repetition is so important. And that is why I do repetition. I practice. I do this in my own personal growth. I would not be where I am today if I did not go back and reflect on an experience or I read something 
in human design or I read something in astrology that triggers me or doesn't trigger you. Maybe it kind of, it feels like there's something in my gut. And then I go back to an experience that occurred and there's an aha there. So if you've heard this before, please don't close your mind off. Please don't say, oh, I've already heard that. I already know my type and strategy. I already know my open centers. I already know what I'm supposed to do. I already know I have a emotional wave. Yeah, you know it, but have you practiced it? Okay, yeah, you practice it. Have you practiced it today in this moment while you're going through an experience that is of struggle and your self-doubt? Or have you practiced it during a day that it's beautiful, nothing, nothing is holding you back and you have an open mind, open heart? Repetition is so important because of all the different aspects of that very, very, very moment. Plus, it also is affects, it also is based on what work you've already done. So let's say you have some deconditioning that you've already been doing, and then this piece comes back to you in a deconditioned state. You know what? There's more deconditioning. Deconditioning does not just stop. It doesn't, it's an ever-evolving learning experience that you get to do. It is something that if it is important to you, you will find time for. It is something that you'll want to do because it is something that you're doing for yourself and even maybe it's something that you're doing for your children or your relationships, but it's your time. So today I'm just briefly, this was mostly what I wanted to share and express to you. Um, And the reason that is, is because most of you have known that I've been traveling a lot and this evolution that is occurring within me is truly shifting the entire way that I speak. It is shifting the entire awareness of who I am, who I have been, and opening up to the possibility of even more so, like what else am I staying safe in? What else am I staying small in so that I either don't hurt a person's feelings or I take in their their perspectives more or who am I to express? this certain emotion or who am I to be angry you know it's really I'm getting deeper into the layers and I'm doing this I see a shift coming and you know what I do I go back I go back to the basics. I go back and I ask myself, there's another shift happening. My voice is changing. The way I express myself is changing. I'm no longer fearful of what people say. I'm no longer fearful of projection. I'm no longer fearful of people being provoked by me. I know I've been hiding myself in the way that I present myself. There are there are certain things that fill me up that I have not done because I should not do it because I am the age I am. I am a parent. I am all these things, right? But it's really suppressing myself and it's suppressing really the impact that I can have in the world for those that are ready to hear and ready to listen. So I go back. I go back to my type. I just reflected on this type. I'm a manifesting generator. What does that mean? It means that I'm here to respond in the physical form. It it means I'm here to be of service in the physical form. It means sometimes I skip steps because I am all over the place sometimes because I love to do all the different things and I have all these different ideas, especially with my open head or undefined head and totally open Ajna. It means I'm here to inform people before I take action so I don't piss them off. It means I get to envision and feel and embody what I want to be experiencing. 
that's what it means. So I ask myself, have I been doing this? The answer is no. I've been on the road. I have not had time to do this. I've been with my daughter. I have not had the time and space. However, I did give myself permission in knowing that I wouldn't. It wasn't going to be a priority for me because I was going to let myself just be in the flow and see what came up. Then I go back. I go back again. I'm a 2-4. What does that mean? 2 is the hermit. I will tell you, since my daughter has been at her father's house, I have been hermiting big time. The days are alone in my space, in my office, learning, digesting, pulling cards, reflecting, meditating, using, using my Healy. I mean, it is, I have been deep in the hermit mode. The four is all about opportunities. So what have I been doing? I ask myself, have I been creating opportunities? Have I been reaching out to people? The truth of the matter is, since I've been on vacation, I've been making connections, but it was from a different space. Now I'm hermiting, and when I feel right, I feel like I reach out to people that I want to connect with, not for an opportunity, but because I haven't connected with them. Let's go have coffee. Let's sit down. Let's have some space together. Let's go do a yoga class. Let's go do an ecstatic dance. Like, let me find someone that can support me in bringing more vibration to my voice by learning how to sing, like opportunities. So I go back, I look at the two and the four, and I ask myself, am I doing this? Okay, if I'm not, what can I do? Not from a place of, oh my gosh, I have to do this, or I'm not going to be myself, and I'm not going to be seen, I'm not going to be heard, and I'm not going to make impact, and I'm not going to connect with people. Not from that place at all. It's of a place of, oh, I found myself really being in the hermit space. How does it feel for me to be out and about? And does it feel good to me? How can I do it? And who who am I going to be when I'm doing it? I'm going to just be myself, having fun, laughter, seeing what comes up. There's no expectations, no nothing. It's just who I am. So am I being in that space? Also, I mentioned the centers, right? So the open head or the undefined head, the open ajna, the undefined G center, the defined will center, the undefined emotional solar plexus, the defined root, the defined sacral, the defined spleen. I look back at those and I ask myself, am I putting myself under pressure? Am I being authentic? I have the undefined G center and with everything that I've been going into my astrology aspects, which I will say the astrology aspects, if you are really tuning in and want to connect to your voice. Your voice is your expression, part of your expression. Your physical body is also part of your expression, right? So go into those aspects of the astrology markers to go deeper into your voice. So I mentioned all of the centers. I ask myself, am I taking on other people's emotions and believing that it's me? Am I amplifying emotions? Am I being in my true authentic identity or am I being persuaded or pushed or being or looking for someone to give me direction? Am I fully within my ideas and following my strategy or am I getting caught up in all of my ideas and wanting to do all the things? So again, I step back. 
I reflect. I go into what I know, what's in my chart, and what is undefined in my chart. My energy that is consistent, my energy is not, who am I being? And then also asking, who do I want to be? How can I be a little bit, especially if you have the 39, especially if you have a two line, two is all provoking. The the 39 is really provoking, okay? So am I provoking enough? Am I doing those things or am I just staying hidden, you know? So it's asking yourself those basic, basic things first. Then it's going into the other stuff, right? So as I mentioned, and I want to give you what I promised you on Tuesday, the aspects of the astrology that I've been diving into. So I said, I've been hermiting. I've been going deeper into asking myself the human design questions. I've also been asking myself and looking into my North and South node. A lot of people, this is very basic. And if you haven't heard the North and South node, you can look it up online. The North node is truly what you're here, what your soul is here to do and experience and be in this, in this life. This is your soul's purpose. And then the South node is what you are remembering from past lives, if you believe in that, or what you have been trying to learn in the, in your life before the age of 40. So these are huge markers because it's about remembering and it's also about stepping into. So knowing and going into your chart, looking at the North node, looking at the South node, looking at what sign your North node is in, and then going into and looking at what house it is in. These things will help support you in the subtleties of your awareness of who you're here to be, who you're here to support. And you know, we really are all here to support someone somehow. And that could be in your business. It could be as a parent. It could be, there's many ways that we support people. It doesn't, doesn't just mean in as an entrepreneur or leader, we all support ourselves and one another. So when you look at those, the North node and the South node, it's remembering what your, your gifts are in the South node that you're, that you've worked on for so long. If you're older than 40, or if you believe in past lives, remembering. And then what are you doing to step out of that com- that comfortableness into the energy of the North Node, right? So it's connecting with that. And I can share briefly, for me, my South Node is in Gemini um, and my North Node is in Sagittarius. Gemini is the student. So Gemini likes to communicate a lot, always has this energy when you go out and meet people, there's this confidence about them. There's just this way of communication and being able to be, well, from my experience, to be very comfortable in a group now that I've done some of my work. So this is something that I had to remember when I was younger. This is actually what I struggled with when I was younger. I did not raise my hand. I was very shy. I never voiced my opinions because I was afraid that I'd have to defend myself. And then I would think I was wrong. And then I was an idiot. And then I was stupid. And everyone knows more than I do. So this is actually what I had to learn in the beginning part of my life. It was really about reconnecting to already knowing that, but I didn't know that I knew that, right? And then the North Node is in Sagittarius, which is the wise teacher, really tuning into intuition, tuning into following gut instinct and not giving a shit if you don't know how it's gonna turn out, not over planning, to trust that there's something that is supporting you and to trust your intuition. So for me, it has been always very important for me to have a stillness practice, especially with an undefined G, because I can get really lost in people. 
I can get lost in their emotions, I can get lost in their beliefs, I can get lost in their identity. So for me, it's so important for me to have my alone practices so I can connect to to who I am, what I wanna bring to the world, and then how I can trust that gut instinct and just be, because that's honestly, I'm here to be a wise teacher. I'm here to teach from what I've already learned. And this is funny because if you go into the human design chart, you probably have heard me talk about my 48. The 48, gate 48, is in my conscious sun. So the sun is what I'm here to be, right? In the lowest expression, it's inadequacy. So you put 48 with an undefined G center and me learning in Gemini to reconnect to who I truly am and be confident about about it, it's a lot of work, especially to step into that teacher role, right? So these are the things that I'm able to hermit away or able to read about or connect with so that I have a deeper connection to myself. So those are the two of the aspects in the astrology. There's also the Chiron return, which is huge, especially as I'm coming upon it and I am feeling that energy that my Chiron is in Aries. Yes. Okay, so Aries is associated with house one, which is what my north node is in. That is all about myself. It is all about me. It is about my expression, my voice, being in my true identity, not caring what other people think, being bold, being confident, using my voice. The south node was in seven, which is all about relationships. So you can see the conundrum. I had to learn through my lack of self-love and my horrendous relationships when I was younger. And now I get to dive into myself, which the people in my life honestly give me that space, which is very beautiful. And the reason that is, I will say, is because I express it. I tell them, I need my time. I am not happy, I need my time. Whereas before, I would worry that I was not being a good mother, I wasn't being a good partner, you know, all of these different things. So those three aspects, I know it's not a lot, and I know I've talked about them before, but it is because it's so important to go back and reflect, especially when big stuff is happening. Big stuff does not mean you go to more info. It means you go back, you reflect, you choose differently, you become aware. Maybe you go a little bit deeper into one aspect. For instance, I went deeper into my Chiron again, and I looked into how I'm bringing that in my business, and I realized that, you know what? I wasn't, I mean, a little bit, but not really. I was not, there's stuff about myself that I'm holding back. And it's the permission to do the uncomfortable. It's the permission to talk about the uncomfortable. It's the permission to give yourself the space to be bold, to be scared, and to do it anyway. So this teaching aspect is all about the chart. So like I said in the beginning, if you have your chart, wonderful. Look into the basics again. I will post in the show notes some key episodes that you can go deeper into the chart that that showed you that or where I shared about the centers and where I shared about certain things. So I'll have that in the show notes so that you can go back to those episodes with your chart and listen and take notes and learn. If you've already done this, do it again. That's the repetition. So many times I have gone back to, am I following my strategy? Oh, whoops, I'm not. 
Am I hermiting? Am I getting out there? Ooh, I'm a little bit doing too much of this. Am I in my own identity or am I taking other people's identity? Hmm, I was taking in other people's identity and that's why things are not working. Or I'm taking in my identity and that's why I'm having a blast. It is about going back, going back, going back. It is not about more, more, more. I have a lot of information on this podcast for you that you can go back. You can go back like every couple months. You can go back every month. You can go back every two months. So I would invite you to just go back to listen. And I would appreciate if there's anything new that comes up, if there's anything that comes up. I love to share. And you know what? Write a review and I will start sharing the reviews that are online. I mean, I will start sharing the reviews on the podcast because I appreciate every connection. I have, it is about myself, yes. But I also have a lot of Libra in my chart. I am Libra. It is about connections with you all. It is about community. I have house 11. And you know, it is a yes and for me. And I want to be here to express myself and to share what I've learned through my experiences to support you in any way. And I want your feedback. I want your whatever you have to say. You know, if it's, hey, you're doing a great job or, hey, I love you. Hey, this did not resonate. Anything. I appreciate it. So I have been shifting. The podcast is shifting a bit. I'm going to put it out there most likely. My intro, my outro is going to, it's going to shift a little bit. And the reason that is, is I'm going back. I'm realizing, yeah, I was using my voice, but now it's like more refined. I am here to really support the authentic voice. And if you remember, if you listened to Tuesday's podcast, it was really about depth of the despair and how I have been experiencing this deep despair for a long time. And I thought it was because I didn't have a connection to myself, but I know it's the collective. I do know this because I have a lot of collective and tribal circuitry in my chart, especially in my gene keys and my pearl. It is all about collective. It is all, my prosperity is all about collective. It is all about how this collective feel is. And I feel the depth of the despair of fitting in, of having to put ourselves in a box to be seen, heard, loved, and suppressing our true nature. That is despair. It's our authenticity. And I'm here to provoke that. I'm here to provoke that little bit of an idea that, you know what? I don't have to be like that. I get to express myself. I can wear what I want. I can be more bold. I can say what I want as long. Yes, respect, right? Always with love. Everything that I say, even if I'm in the passion of it, is through love of humanity. So it is about how you express it, how you bring it out into the world. And that this despair that we have is because it's suppressed. We have been so conditioned to suppress our true self, to not rock the boat, to not make anyone feel uncomfortable, to fit in, to look a certain way. And you know what? That is why we are so sad. We are internally sad, even if you don't know it. If you connect with these words and you sit back and you feel into the despair of not being your true self, you'll understand. It's because you haven't tuned into who you truly are so that you can bring that to the world. Because we really want 
connection. We really want to make a difference. We really want to be in this world as our true self, but most of us don't know who we are. That's what I'm here to do. And so I feel like maybe my intro and outro is going to be shifting a little bit more towards that voice and authenticity and boldness, both in business, yes, as conscious leaders, but conscious leaders, like I mentioned previously, it's mothers, it's parents, it's fathers, it's relationships. We are the leaders of our own freaking life. That's leadership. I appreciate you. I will love to hear any feedback. Till next time. My hope is that you walked away with something today that has opened your mind, your heart, or both. Listening to new perspectives not only help you grow and expand, but it helps humanity as a whole. So if you have someone that you feel would benefit from this podcast and you feel that you want to share, please do. Also, would love to connect with you on Instagram, so please follow me at Miranda J. Mitchell. One last thing, if this episode left you with any ahas and insights, take 30 seconds of your time and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way I know you are loving the content and connection in this space. And if you want to know more or wondering how we can work together, please go to Miranda-Mitchell.com. Click on the contact in the menu and send me a message. Sending you all love. Till next time.